0: Hey, this is Dave Correale from Delcor. Welcome to this episode of Stand-Up Reboot IT. So I'm trying something new here. I'm trying to really short reboot IT, and it's kind of built around the concept of the stand-up meeting that happens in agile methodologies. Generally, that's a 10-minute meeting each day of a project where the team gets together and talks about specific things. In a stand-up meeting, it's generally, what did you get done yesterday? What's on your plate right now? And what can I help you remove that's an obstacle in your way? In this case, I'm going to take a short topic, talk about it for a few minutes, and then talk about some of the feedback I've gotten in some of the other episodes and clarify a couple of points. So one of the things I want to talk about is I want to make everyone aware that the uh, ASAE has changed the tech conference for 2019. It's it's no longer the T-E-C-H conference, it's the T-E-C conference, the Technology Exploration Conference. The change in the conference is more than rebranding or renaming the conference. What used to be a technology-centric conference, and I think, in my opinion, suffered a little bit from an identity crisis as technology changed and technology ownership changed in the last five or six years, and we went from IT owning everything technical to departments that were really heavily users of IT, owning certain decisions and parts of systems. For example, often in an association or nonprofit, the marketing department has one of the largest IT spends in the entire organization. So, marketing became a very heavy user and owner of IT. ASAE's tech conference has transitioned to take that into account. The technology exploration conference is really about how an individual within an organization has to explore technology as it relates to what their business objectives are and what their component of completing the organization's or fulfilling the organization's mission is. So, it's really meant for technology users as well as technology folks, traditional IT folks, you know, systems engineers and um, CIOs, et cetera. So keep that in mind when you take a look at at the um, educational content and look at the conference. It's tec.asaecenter.org is the website for this particular conference. December 3rd and 4th in the Washington Convention Center here in D.C., I also wanted to highlight that the day before the conference, some of the ASAE Alliance partners have gotten together and put together some educational content to complement what's in the tech conference. On December 2nd, from 1.30 to 6, some of the ASAE Alliance partners have gotten together to create what's being branded as Next Now. It's what we need to do next, but we need to do it now in the association nonprofit community as it relates to technology. My part during that day is going to be around the evolution of the IT role in the department and the skill sets necessary for an association nonprofit. Other partners have different pieces of the day that they're going to talk about. But when we got together with ASA, we talked about how as alliance partners, rather than each of us doing our own individual educational event, what if we got together as alliance partners and created an educational day with a theme running through it, that allowed the association execs who attend to leave with more than they would have gotten from any one of us in a half-day event. The next now educational information is also available on the tec.asaecenter.org website. So in this stand-up reboot IT, what I wanted to get into was some of the past topics and clarify some feedback I've gotten. One of the early episodes I did was on the difference between Agile and Waterfall, and I still think, granted it's been a whole four weeks since I did that episode, but I still think that... It's something that associations aren't paying enough attention to. The Agile and Waterfall methodologies are very different development implementation methodologies, and they need to be considered when you're taking on an IT-dependent related project, whether it's a commercial off the shelf or whether it's a a custom development initiative. So feedback I got from one of the listeners uh, from Jishnu at Predictive Index was really clear that he's an advocate for Agile methodology, but really clearly understood also that Either methodology can work or either methodology can fail. And one of the things that came out was the importance of education of the team about the agile methodology, if that's what you're going to use. It really is important to make sure that if you're going to select a partner or implement a system using an agile methodology, that the subject matter experts or or product sponsor and the team that's going to be involved with it all the way through understand the implications of their time commitment, their role, their decision-making, et cetera, in an agile methodology versus a waterfall methodology. The other thing that came out in the feedback was that when the team understands that with agile methodology, details are not completely fleshed out before implementation, but are fleshed out during implementation, you need to be in an organization that will accept that in the culture that we don't know every single detail before we start the implementation and start developing and or configuring the platform that's being rolled out to the organization. So I appreciate the feedback I got from Jishnu. It was a good episode. It's a topic that's really important to me that that organizations uh, pay attention to the agile waterfall question that's in front of them when they're doing an implementation and go beyond just saying, hey, agile is great. It can fix everything because it can't if you don't do it right. It's the same failure that you'll have in waterfall. Another topic I wanted to talk about was some feedback I got on digital transformation. Uh, the feedback I got was that the conversation had a couple of examples, but really could use another one. And I thought of two things. One example I wanted to share was something that I thought about from a trip to Disney World. Uh, if you go back in time, right, what used to be an analog process, which was you had a ticket. It was paper at one time, and then it turned into kind of a plastic card, something like a credit card that you got that allowed you entrance into the park and you could could charge things in the park onto it. And it was tied to your credit card or your hotel if you were staying in one of their properties. So when you went from having this piece of paper to a card, that was a step up. But then they went to these bracelets. And what they did was they didn't improve in an analog way, going from a card to a bracelet that then allowed you to, you know, charge things to your room, to have access to rides, the parks, etc. But they also were collecting data about your movement throughout the park, about where folks were in the park, how many people were in which rides and so on, so that they could use that data to make improvements, to increase sales, to meet their business objectives, which is happy customers and a uh, improvement on the bottom line of the organization. So Disney went from, hey, let's just take something and make it better, to let's take something and think about how we can use this technology in its digital format, that the data that it can create in order to analyze what's happening and make better decisions. That's a digital transformation as opposed to just taking something that's analog and making it digital. They transformed the way the park experience is related to the business on the back end rather than just gross ticket sales or anecdotal or even they took something that was analog and instead of just making it digital, they transformed that to the business and to the customer's benefit. They changed a process rather than just a tool they were using. It wasn't just a card. It was now data that they were collecting that transformed how they understood a park user's experience in the park. They could make better decisions off of that. That's a great example. Let's take it and put it in our world. Think about the participants at your conference. You have attendees at your conference. And what are one of the, what's one of the things that happens at the conference that right now is somewhat of an analog experience? Well, for me, a lot of times I wonder when I get the survey two weeks or a week after a conference or even the day after a conference about the speakers and sessions and food. I wonder about why I'm getting that as opposed to having experienced it in real time at the conference. I thought about this and a while ago I was thinking, this is before the Disney example even, I was thinking about how if we RFID'd, if we used RFID technology on everyone's badge and put up some sensors as people go in and out of sessions, we could get a much better idea of of which sessions are more popular and more importantly, because we can do that just with eyeballs. But more importantly, we could look at how many people stayed in a session, when did they leave a session, how often did uh, somebody leave one session, go to another, and then leave that one and go to another, versus how often did someone leave a session and go to another one and stay there. Really what we could do is replace speaker feedback forms with actual data of how people behaved at the conference. If somebody was sitting in a session and got up and left and went and sat in another session, if they stayed there, that's an indication to me the second speaker was more on target for either their needs, or could have been just a better speaker. It would certainly indicate to me how the speaker performed at the conference. If there were 200 people in the room in the beginning, and only 20 left by the end of it, that's a pretty big indication that either the description was wrong, the speaker wasn't prepared, or the participants really didn't find the value that the organization thought they'd find in that topic. That, to me, is a digital transformation. We've taken the speaker evaluation process Not just the tool but the process and changed it in a way that gives the organization better data to make decisions in the future the last piece of feedback i want to talk about is uh, how technology affects the way that we work what i appreciate is the feedback from maggie on twitter about the fact that we didn't just talk about the technology that allows you to work remotely but all the other pieces that are necessary in order for remote work to work for the organization I really appreciate her bringing up because that was my point. It's not so much the technology, right? It's really that we need to make sure that our culture, our mindset, our expectations, our processes, uh, the way we, we really interact with each other takes advantage of it so that working remotely actually does work for the organization versus something that's seen as a privilege or a benefit for those who are lucky enough to not have to spend two hours in their car every day. So that's it. That's what I wanted to say in the stand up meeting. It's meant to be short and sweet. Uh, like I said, you get a chance to check out the tech conference ASAE is doing the next now partner Alliance, uh, day, the day before tech. So that's all I had to say today. I appreciate it again. You know, just knew Rick Baggy, your feedback was really helpful. I'm glad someone's out there listening. If anyone else has any feedback, feel free to tweet at me, send me an email or, you know, five stars are always appreciated. Thanks everyone.